There's no way, because God is always at work in you, there's no way that that can be the same thing every week. If it is, you're not being truthful. Stand before people and, and, and make it matter. Make it interesting. Say something that only you can say in that moment because of what God's doing in your life. This is the Worship Circle Podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Todd Fields, and I want to welcome you to the Worship Circle Podcast. We have been on a little bit of a break. My family and I moved out to the West Coast, and we're settling in here, so we took a little bit of time off from the podcast, but we are back up and running, and we have some awesome interviews coming your way, and we can't wait to get to those. This is episode 16. In just a second, you're going to hear from my great friend Steve Fee. We've done a lot of life together, a lot of worship leading together through the years, and we're going to reflect back and pass on some great things. But first of all, we want you to know that you're not alone wherever you serve, that you're loved by God, and that there's brothers and sisters just like you that sometimes feel like we're isolated and no one understands, but we do. We've been there. And we're kind of coming around you in a new season of our life, just as those who have gone before. We want to give back to you. We want to be a support for you. And we do that with online community groups. It's called Worship Circle. We have some amazing coaches that God has ordained and brought to us. And we want you to be grounded in your identity. We want you to be truly known in authentic community and sharpened in the skills that God has, is crafting in you as a worship leader. And we've got some great tools, some great sessions, some great content to help you do that. So if you'd like to check out our program, go to worshipcircle.com forward slash program. You can apply at worshipcircle.com forward slash apply. And if, hey, you'd just like to try out our community, we have a thing called a summit coming up this summer, August 21st. Space is limited for it. It's from 2 to 5 p.m. It's a three-hour um, offering where you can hear from our coaches, hear some amazing teaching, but also just to be prayed for, uh, to meet some leaders just like you from literally all over the world in a small group with the mentor or the coach of your choice. So if you'd like to sign up for that now, space is limited. It's worshipcircle.com forward slash summit. You're going to want to do that because that's a great way to taste what God is doing in Worship Circle. And uh, we can't wait to see your face possibly in the summit maybe for the first time. We're in the midst of an amazing semester right now. Our coaches are uh, just firing on all cylinders. God is doing great things. We're going to have some guests this term, Andy Stanley's going to be on with us, as well as Carrie Newhoff. So we're bringing friends of ours to you as well to teach and encourage you and just to reflect back on ways that they can help us all lead better and lead uh, like we may not have been able to lead before because we've got some great uh, crew around us. Well, I'm so excited to have my friend Steve Fee as our guest today on episode 16. Steve and I go way back. And if you've been listening to this podcast at all, you've heard me talk about a thing years ago that I was involved in with Louis Giglio and some awesome friends, Christian Stanfield. But Steve Fee and I were part of leading worship for that. We literally had about 3,000 singles from the metro Atlanta area week after week, just celebrating God's glory. And really, it was kind of like gunpowder just going off. And God did so much in the lives of so many people. And I meet so many worship leaders, honestly, as I look back and they say, hey, I remember when you and Steve and Christian, all you guys were leading at 722, and I was in high school or I was at a different age, and now I'm a worship leader because I was watching what God was doing through this ministry. But Steve and I were a part of that, and I can't wait for you to hear us just, us just reflect back 
And also, I loved being able to ask him some questions because as I served along Steve, he was so gifted in so many ways um, that I would just stand back and go, "How are you? How are you doing that? How are you figuring that out?" But he just—he never would settle for just okay. And I just want to encourage everyone listening today that as you listen to Steve and I talk about this, just think about your own church where you serve, your own responsibilities, and uh, just ask that question. You know, am I settling? Because as you hear Steve talk, you're definitely going to hear a guy that wants things to be really good. And uh, he gives us some insight and some secrets as the way as the way he approaches that, and I love it. But this is a guy who's looking back on life, the mountaintops, the valleys, just a dear friend. We've been through so much together, and God has always been faithful. And I particularly want you to pay attention to the end because he just has some gold he drops on each of us about how we can really reach, reach people better with the platform God's given us. So... It's my honor to introduce now my good friend, longtime friend, Steve Fee. Well, everyone, it is um, really special for me um, to interview just about anybody, but when it's someone that I have history with, it's even way more special, if that's a term you can use. Steve Fee, welcome to the Worship Circle Podcast. Dude, thank you. This is awesome. (laughs) I'm really excited. We've got a lot of history, friend. Uh, yeah, you could say that. Um, it's like, and I feel like we're like thousands of miles away right now, but I like, I just feel so connected to you and just, yeah. I'm so glad to be on this with you, buddy. Well, you're in the East coast and I'm on the West coast. So we are thousands of miles away, but I know what you're saying. Um, time goes by, things go by in life, but, uh, there's people that you've done jur- the journey with that just feel like you could pick up anywhere and right where you left off and you're one of those friends. So thank you. Yeah, man, I agree. Couldn't agree more. Well, man, we're going to dig into um, just a lot of conversations to help worship leaders. And as I was thinking and just praying about, you know, God, where do you want this conversation to go? Just right off the bat, um, I mean, we can talk about history because you and I had history at 722 in North Point, and that's a, that was a, an awesome time. But one of the things that I just really appreciate about you and I see on you is just as a worship leader. I've led with different leaders, I've watched different leaders, but God has just given you this sense of really knowing how to engage people, not just in the in the moment, definitely, but also just as you prepare, like what songs are we doing? You know, God, what do you want us to do here, there? You're just, um, you've got a gift at taking people on a journey. And so I wanted to start there because as I think about you, I'm like, man, you've got God used you in a massive way to do that. But just, you know, where did that come from? What are you thinking about? You know, I mean, I know as we were planning sets together, it was like I'd always kind of bounce stuff off you because you had this sense of what was going to work or not. Well, I appreciate you saying that, I, you know, um, and yes, we have, we, we, dude, we've, we've been, we've led worship a lot together and through the years. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know. I mean, it's actually, it's really, really encouraging to my heart to hear you say that. Um, because it's one of the things I've always wanted to do really well because it's exciting for me. Um, right. What's, what I, I was, I'd say it this way, like what's not exciting for me is to walk up on stage every time and just lead the album version of the song and call that a yeah. worship set yeah. and be done. I mean, sometimes right. that's fine, right? Sometimes that's yeah. exactly what it calls for. But for me, like, I I love the idea, and I've always kind of like, 
this like romanticize the idea of like being in one space at the same time with hundreds of people and that that moment's never going to be duplicated yeah we're going to have another yeah. service next week or we're going to do another show tomorrow night but this moment's never going to be duplicated and yeah what so what's it look like for this moment to matter yeah. And it's got to be different than the last moment, and it's going to be different than the next moment because I I just feel like God has something special every time we gather. And so I wanted, like, I've always kind of wanted to, and it's been a learning process for me to do that. Like, um, yeah. like it, it is in me and as as a something that I've always kind of shot for and aimed for, but I feel like the Lord just cultivated that over years and years, but it's always been something that <clears throat> that I've loved kind of more than more than anything else about yeah. Um, you know, leading worship or even being an artist and having these moments together that are special. And so it's kind of this process of, okay, where, where are we? Um, what's, what maybe, what's the Lord doing in the life of our church? And for me and you, a lot of times it was 722 a week, a, you know, weekly Bible study. And so like what happened last yeah. week? Um, and what's, what, what's it look like for this week for people to be like, whoa, that was special. Like that, that did something for me. Um, and it's asking the Lord, like, what, what do we have? What's, you know, what's tonight gonna, gonna be f- yeah. for you, Lord? Like, what, what can we do to like just carry, um, this, this kind of mantle of leadership you've given us? And so, you know, as I'm thinking about it, it's like, it's hard to like draw lines to, to things that are specifics, but it's like, for me, I want to be moved by what we're about to do. And if I am, then yeah. I want that to move people. Um, yeah. you know, it's like, so the you know a lot of times we'll just reach out and grab a, a part of a song yeah and add it into the end of a existing song and no yeah. one knows it's coming no one thinks it's coming it's kind of like <laughs> yeah. a you know it's it it's like you know uh, like a, a marketing technique right like challenge um people's guessing mechanisms ch- challenge sure. what they predict is going to happen um yeah. and that just that's it creates memories um and so it does. Yeah, and like I, I, I remember, um, dude, and this was—I don't even think—I don't think I led worship. I think you did, but it was so cool. Yeah. It was literally the day of nine eleven, and everybody was in shock. But our Bible study yeah. was that night, and people were like, "Are we still going to have seven twenty-two? I mean, are they going to cancel it?" Man, I remember. And that, it's yeah. like, no, we're going to do it. But then we were all like, "What do we do?" Like this massive tragedy, it's all everyone's thinking about. It's all everyone's talking about. And we're going to lead a worship set. What? What in the world? Right. But I I remember it was so appropriate. And it was like this stripped down, really cool, like acoustic set. And the theme of the set was about the power of God. Yeah. And like everyone on everyone's mind was uh, the power of destruction and terrorism and what what do we do next and we just took a deep breath and you led um i think this that old song show your power and that was a moment for me because i didn't expect that i didn't know what was going to happen but you guys led that so well um so i mean obviously you're saying that one of my gifts it's certainly one of yours too dude but um i I just remember that as like man that that was carrying that moment so well um, yeah. And that's kind of a, a, an extreme example of the fact that, hey, that moment's not going to exist again. But 
the same yeah. thing can be said of every Sunday morning or every Sunday night or every night yeah. of a worship band tour or whatever, you know? So, so I think it's just being really, um, really aware, man. And, yeah. and serving people going, what, you know, what was, what's going to be, even if we do the same song, how do we do it different? What's it look like? What's our manifestation of this song? Um, yeah. so those are the, well, some think, of the things man, that kind of rattle around in my head. No, it's so good because you just got this, you've always been discontent with just phoning it in. And I think for a lot of leaders listening, you know, it gets weary, you know, it's week after week for some, for some worship leaders out there listening, like you're the guy or the girl and you're on every week and it's like, you know, let's just get the songs done and they're going to be great. And that's, that's good. But I remember I used to, and I used to have that philosophy early on, even at 722, I would think, Hey, I've played in studios. The job is to play the song like it's been done. And you were, you would kind of challenge that. And in the time it was, it was kind of like, why aren't we changing this up? But at the same time, you always fought for there to be something that we could all go, we're either going to fail miserably right now <laughs> or this is going to be the this is going to be the the best moment we've ever had and I was talking I remember talking to Crowder about that whole idea like I feel like you know part of this thing and part of our stewardship is going lord what would you have us do with these moments and these songs that would either yeah you know like create something where people have a marker in their memory yeah it's like we go big or go home and I, I just love it and I see I remember just being with you week after week, and um, you're my, you'd have this look in your eye like my youngest son Colin would, but we'd be going through, hey, what songs we want to do, and we'd be playing through something, and you'd like stare off into space, and I'm like, what's he thinking about? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I feel like you were going to this place where you were already on the stage in the room with the people, and you're going, God, is this going to work right here? Is any part of this going to be flat? And if it is, then let's change something. Wow, and I dude. just want to say yeah. that I saw that in you and it was something that I think everyone in our culture that was around would say, you taught us in that. Like you always fought for, this has to be great. We're not going to yeah. just do mediocre. And sometimes it would be last minute and people would be pulling their hair out. Um, but yes, it was correct. always like, it, it was always a, a crazy wild ride and it was fun, you know? Man, that's that's so funny. You mentioned that. Like, I don't think I've ever put it into words like that, but you're exactly right. Like, as we're like, I don't know, formulating the set, I kind of would just put us all out there in that moment and people yeah. looking back going, hey, we're in this with you and we're willing to go where you lead us. Um, yeah. Would you please make that somewhere interesting? Would you please make that <laughs> some some somewhere right. powerful, somewhere that we can remember and put a stake in the ground and say that happened and that was a moment for me and I can remember it and carry it with me uh, in my yeah. heart and that's a it's like a a marker in my relationship with the Lord I love facilitating that and um and you're right it's so I mean it's super encouraging in my heart to hear you say that because um that's even sometimes what I like that's my mode of like songwriting I'm like We'll all be kind of collaborating on a song, and I'm just like this weird guy in the corner, spaced out, looking up at you know, the, the corner of the room, and I'm like putting myself in the, <laughs> the the position of being like on stage leading people, and it's like, hey, what we're is is the the stuff we're writing and what we're delivering is this going to matter? Is this going to be yeah? Like, is this good? Is it you know <laughs> yeah. ch checking all these boxes of of of, of being something significant? Um, 
And and I think that's important, yeah. man. It, and it is. And I will say, like, as a worship leader, for me, it was like motivating for the like for yeah. the next the next thing. And and I, you know, I hope people don't hear us saying like you need to do that every song, every moment. You know, it's right. like you. Not that I'm a big sports analogy guy, but you kind of have to load the bases to hit the grand slam, right? Like it's fine to to like yeah. deliver songs that are good and they're 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 songs that are appropriate for the you know the journey and the life cycle of the church and it's where we are now. But then to land yeah. on a moment that is totally different than that, and for yeah. people to start thinking like, wait, 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 what what's happening? It's unfamiliar. You know, and I like come alive in those moments and it is kind of like it's sink or swim. It's kind of do or die guys. We could fail bad at this or it could just be freaking (laughs) awesome, you know? And so I, I, I love those moments, but I also know like kind of rubber meets the road. It's not super, um, accessible maybe to every church and every leader and every band every Sunday. Um, yeah, we had, at 722 and then for me personally on the road um with with the guys in my band you know we kind of had the um the freedom to kind of ebb and flow and move because we we just knew each other so well and we were a band and we played you know so many yeah nights a week together um so we so we could do that so i think some some of the um i don't know the stuff that needs to get worked out some of the tension there is how do we do that with like at a church maybe with volunteer musicians um, and I think it takes yeah. just just really, really good leadership. I mean, you mentioned it when we were sitting, you know, backstage at seven twenty-two. It could be ten minutes before the before the start of the event, and sometimes, a lot of times, it was me. I was going to say sometimes <laughs> someone would say, "Well, let's be honest, it was me." Yeah. I would say, "We got to change this. This isn't right. right. Like w- this can be better." Yeah. You know, but the the truth is, and I think I think this is important. The truth is, we could have done what was on the page, and I think it yeah. would have been fine. Yeah, but the fact that there was somebody in the mix going, this could be better, and I think we can pull it off. And if we do, I think we're all going to be super excited that we made this decision because it's going to be a cool yeah. moment. I think that that almost That's like good. sparks this sense of everyone's kind of on their best game. Everyone's more yeah. attentive. Everyone's paying more attention, and I think everyone's kind of more in it, just in the moment, just yeah. in it. And yeah, and so. I can't help but believe 100% that that sense trans- translates to people. Yeah, that it does. there's a, a a group of people on the stage who are who are like so in this, hearts wide open, eyes wide open, you know. And as, as a leader, you're kind of like doing this visual and like sensory dance with the crowd, going, "Is every is everyone with us? Like, I don't want to run too fast and be out in front of people. I, you know, yeah. I kind of want us to move together." Um, and I think that that's my, I feel like that's one of the, the kind of major ways that God has built me to lead people is just being super aware. Um, and I love, cause I've listened to a lot of your worship circle stuff and I love worship circle. Uh, I, I think that when you talk about being prepared as a worship leader, that's yeah. like ground zero of this whole conversation. Like the more prepared yeah. you are with what's on the page, the more that you can, kind of stray from yeah. that when it's needed um yeah and it doesn't freak everybody out because it's yeah. like we know that we can go back to this but if we kind mm-hmm. of venture off into this other space into this other song maybe this other tag um then maybe something cool is waiting for us over there um 
And yeah. it's kind of that's what that's what we used to do. We used to hunt for those moments, you know. Um, and then yeah. when you get to the moment, you're super aware about how long you should stay in it. You want it to matter, yeah, but you don't want to wear it out, and you want to kind of then get back on the page <laughs> and hunt for your next moment. It's crazy because we were. I mean, for those of you listening, Steve and I were part of a team that we normally didn't know what we were going to play until the day of, and then after Louie would talk or whoever was talking, we would Tyler, sit was, in the front this row. This was before Planning Center existed, right? We were... We, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. And we would, we would literally sit in the message and be kind of looking at each other going, what song are we going to do? And that, But that was the thrill of it. It was kind of like, man, we can kind of pull off whatever we want. I mean, dude, um, how some, fun is that? That's yeah, so awesome. Like, yeah. I, I'm just kind of freaking out it's about causing, it because I have experienced it's, that forever. It's causing some people to to go into a panic and sweat. Some of the yeah, there's there's people listening who have hives right now. <laughs> they're going, you didn't know what you were going to do, but uh, that was what was some. And I think there's a principle here that I'm trying to draw out because there's a lot of teams listening, or maybe a lot of worship leaders that are on teams, and we have to have teams, we have to have systems, we have to have order. But there's this thing in all of us, and I know you pushed us at North Point towards this, where. I like to call it maybe elasticity in our planning. Like, exactly. Let's be so prepared with what's on the sheet and everything we're doing. But at the same time, let's begin to lead our team in such a way where they could take a baby step toward trying something that's a bit risky. And once they do and it all works, there's this rush that everyone gets like, oh my gosh, that worked, you know? And once you taste that, it's not all the time, but once you taste that, you don't ever want to just do the same thing all the time, all the time. Right. Well, yeah, and yeah. like, you know, at, at North Point, especially, I mean, just here in our last 10 years at North Point together, um, it, it's it been pretty rigid. You know, there's been, there's kind of been no straying off, off the planning center, you know, tech page or whatever. And that's that's got a lot of, you know, a benefit because of the prayers yeah. of what was happening and stuff. Um, but, and I think that's really important as, as a worship leader, you're under the, under the authority of something larger and, and, yeah. the, and that's good. That's a really, really good thing is to be under that authority. But, um, and I think it's, uh, the, the, the more that you kind of pull off that sort of week after week, um, really, really doing that well, you kind of gain some trust. And, yeah. and I think that you can, you can kind of cash in on that trust little by little in little moments where maybe it's not planned. And maybe it's like for us, if someone talked after a song 30 seconds longer than was on the sheet, that was kind of a big deal. Right. Yeah. And so everyone was like, oh, no, oh no, what's happening? But I really believe and I, I saw it happen at North Point. If in those 30 seconds you were able to, to deliver something really significant and appropriate for that moment. Yeah. Afterwards, yeah. all the powers that be who are checking the boxes would come and say, thank you for doing that. That was really powerful. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's all got to be done in the spirit. Yeah. It's, well, I, was, I think the point is it's hard to do if you, don't, if you don't have that trust. And if you're always kind of the person that's bucking the system, then you just kind of get kind of painted in the corner of being that person instead of, yeah. hey, this is this is our team member who's totally for what we're doing. And because of that, there's some leeway that if the moment's right, we trust this individual to like 
lead lead in that moment well, and, and you kind of do yeah. develop kind of the, the I don't know the green light to yeah to use that space wisely. Sure. Well, I just want to say I appreciate that about you. You're, I mean, God through you doing that led so many people and so many of us on a on tasting something that really was transformational and impactful for so many people. And I think when a team experiences that together, it, it translates to the room in a massive way. And that's this, yeah, this, this intangible thing. But, okay, here's one. Biggest musical influences for you, like, you know, both worship and whatever. Like, what are you kind of filtering stuff through? Or what are, what are the ones you heard early on that were like, gosh, that's amazing? Wow. Um, well, let's see. Uh, like, I grew up, as a, as a pretty like Christian music kid, uh, my parents were yeah. really conservative. Um, and my, my, my mom's brother, my uncle David, uh, was actually one of the early writers for the, uh, songwriters for the band Petra. Yeah. Um, most, most people listening don't know that band. I understand that, but, uh, <laughs> they were kind of a big deal in like the early pioneers of Christian music. And Absolutely, um, so yeah. I, that was kind of like, that was a, a big deal for me. It was like kind of listening to all that stuff going, wow, that's, that's, that's what my uncle does. Um, no yeah. one in my family is really musical. Um, right. I kind of found that and discovered that, um, apart from, from like music being a part of our, our home in a big deal in a big way. But, um, but yeah, so like I grew up listening to a lot of Christian music and then found myself like I'd come home from school and my parents wouldn't be home yet. And so I would just kind of eat snacks and listen to the radio, honestly, and like listen to top 40 radio and fell in love with pop music. Yeah. Um, I was never like a huge in, indie, indie music guy and, um, yeah. never super into country or whatever, but I was, I was into Christian music and, and like pop top 40, like all growing up. And then, uh, just after high school, um, I, I don't know when I was in, when I was in high school, I started leading worship songs for my, for my youth group. And just to frame this correctly, and you, I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. Worship music was not cool. (laughs) There was no No worship bands. There was no great worship songs. There was no worship songs on the radio. It just wasn't cool. But I, you know, there was a need and my youth pastor was like, Hey, can you, can you lead these songs? And I was like, well, I can kind of get by on the keyboard and play, play some songs. So yeah. Um, yeah. And did that, did that in college as well. But, like slammed into this delirious record, the cutting edge record. <laughs> oh and yeah. You know man. what I'm talking about. And I heard like Go Martin. I could sing of your love forever. What? Like that song, it's so simple. Yeah. And the lyrics, yeah. like, we're not singing that today. Over the mountains and the sea, your river runs with love for me. Like we're not yeah. but it it redid my life. Like that and did you feel the mountains tremble? And songs oh, yeah. like that that I heard an experience like in my car and it was a moment like right now, even, even as I'm explaining that I know exactly where I was on Georgia 400 listening to this record and it it blew my mind. And so that kind of started to recalibrate what made my heart come alive when, uh, when it has to do with like worship music and Christian music and church songs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to do that. Um, yeah. And so it was a, it was a lot of delirious. And then like all of a sudden out of nowhere comes this massive hill song song, um, shout to the Lord. Right. And I was like, Whoa, yeah. this song. and, um, <laughs> and again, like, I feel like those songs are, those aren't the songs that we're doing and leading 
today, but they're the they're like the building blocks of how we've gotten to where we are in modern worship. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was I was a you know young or young twenty maybe twenty one year old when when that was twenty nineteen sure. something like that, um, and that just shaped shaped me. And so that was that was a huge influence and yeah and the, like maybe to rewind back in high school as I ventured kind of away from just Christian music and just just top forty it was a lot of like Beastie Boys records that I wouldn't show my parents right uh, and like <laughs> a lot Boys. of you know the the punk scene that I wouldn't yeah. show my parents but these songs that were just like whoa man like I want to run through a wall these songs are so motivating right <laughs> yeah. and um and so those th- that that spirit I feel like found its way into into some of of our music and some of the the songs mm-hmm. that I had written because um, I wanted it I wanted it to motivate and like fuel people towards something um, yeah something like amazing and something wild and and some something memorable um, yeah so yeah I I I really have a pretty steady diet of songs that make you want to drive faster. Well, yeah, you do that well, man, even in your writing. Hey, let's talk. You've written some really great songs, man, that I know a lot of a lot of the listeners listening have sung in their churches. What, you know, you've been writing for quite a few years now. What's your, what have you learned, like, right now? You've been through, written a lot of songs, written, co-written with a lot of different people. What are some of the things you would just say out there? I mean, we could probably do a whole class on songwriting. I don't want to do that, but just anything you're learning lately that's kind of opened your eyes to the newness of songwriting for you right now? I, I think for me right now, like, um, in, in our, in, in the life cycle or kind of where we are in our journey, my wife and I, um, and having just moved to, to Nashville, um, the songs that I've written in the past were all kind of in, in the season of life of being in a band and being at seven twenty two. Yeah. And so, Every time I would sit down to to write a song, I would a be drawing on what am I doing now? Like I'm I'm leading, you know, single adults every Tuesday night, um, right? Leading our church, playing maybe some passion conferences, and so what songs are going to work in those in those settings? And mm-hmm. the, the interesting thing was, and I didn't realize it back then, but um, I was writing songs for me and my band and us to sing our way at the the places that we were invited to sing at yeah. so it was it was very specific it was like a super like narrow target of this is how we do what we do so we're going to write a song that yeah. can help us do what we do in in a way that's hopefully you know pretty significant and so now um as i'm predominantly just co-writing with other people it's been like it's it's a completely different process and to be honest it's been a learning curve for me um, yeah. in a really, really helpful and, and good way. And it's causing me to walk into co-writes super open-handed, but yeah. with this motivation to really listen and to really get a sense of how is this song going to serve what this co-writer, you know, artist or worship leader, what they're doing. Right. It's like, yeah. and so it's, it, it sparks this conversation of what are you, what are you hoping to leave here today with, or what do you feel like God's kind of doing that you could offer your church that would just be like exactly the right song mm-hmm. for this moment. Yeah. Um, and so it's a, it's, it's really more of like a service role for me. Like how yeah. can I serve? Like I know, you know, I've written songs in the past and, and that's, that's one of the, you know, one of the gifts that, 
that I'm carrying. So how can I use that to, to really serve mm-hmm. you? Um, yeah. and, and then to kind of be a, a gatekeeper of like ideas, like, okay, that's, that's cool, but that's not it. But let's let that be a placeholder and we can beat that line or we can, you know, we can beat that melody. Um, and it's, it's real, real similar to what you mentioned before of like, you know, when we were making sets for 722 and pushing going, guys, it can be better. It can be better. It can be better. I feel like that's yeah. one of the things that I kind of find myself doing in a songwriting session going, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It can be better. Let's hunt something better down. You know, it's out there. It's, it's accessible. It's attainable. We can do it. Let's go. You know, yeah. um, I tell, you know, as, as, when I'm telling folks and maybe um, speaking about songwriting, I, I just say like, picture the people at, you know, Walmart with the blue vest on that says, how may I help you in the back? Like walk <laughs> yeah. in a, walk That's in a songwriting great. session with a, you know, think about yourself in a really snazzy blue vest, dude. And yeah. uh, <laughs> it's like, how, how can I help you? How can I serve you? Um, yeah. And and even if you don't like score some massive song that day, um, what a cool thing to walk away going, man, I just poured out, um, with, and it, it, it's a, it's a funny thing because only recently have I ever done this whole songwriting thing that you show up and it's like, Hey, good to meet you. Let's write a song together. Like I know nothing about sure. you. Um, you know, a lot of times it's with friends, but sometimes when it's with a, with a new someone that yeah. you just met it's a really interesting dynamic and so you your antennas have to be way up like man what's this person like who who is this girl who is this guy like <laughs> how, how are we gonna you know and i that's that's one of the things that i've really fallen in love with as a songwriter is just meeting someone brand yeah. new and saying let's see what god does in this space in this time in this moment because this is that's never going to be recreated and you know with all yeah. the factors that go into right now and so um, I know that's not a lot of nuts and bolts, but it's, it's more of like a heart set, like, like an attitude, a temperature of your heart walking in. Um, and a lot of times, you know, people walk in, I've had this to where I'm you know, a little nervous, like, man, I really want to show up with something great. Um, and I think there's a, there's a, a preparedness that factors into yeah. it and like have some ideas kind of in your back pocket, have some, have mm-hmm. some lyrics on your, your iPhone notes or whatever. Um, and just be like, guys, here's some lyrics that I've written and Maybe they're going to find their way into this song. Maybe they won't, but um, just, you know, and a good friend of mine, Seth Mosley, always says, just dare to suck. Like, say what's on your heart. <laughs> say great. what's on your mind. If it sucks, then that's fine. Just find something else. But there's a lot of goodness in the daring to suck because you, if it's not the thing, it'll get you to the thing. Um, so it's kind of like, man, I'm going to dare to suck, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve and I'm going to bring kind of all of me to the, the table on this, on this session. Okay, so in songwriting or in set crafting, what's the thing that you, what's the thing that you're feeling or sensing that would say this could be better? And then once you get to this is better, how do you feel like now it's better? I mean, I'm just being brutally point blank. Like some people would listen and go, man, what you you already have and what you've written is really good. Right. What's that thing in you? What's that thing in you that's like this antenna or thermometer where you're going? That's okay. It could be better. I get Is bored. Cliche, cl- okay. <laughs> I get I get like mind-numbingly bored sometimes. Like even songs that I think are well written okay. bore the crap out of me. Sometimes I mean, honestly, that's you say brutally honest. That's it. Like we'll be writing a song or like I'll look at a worship set, going, "Man, I really, I really want to open my phone right now and do something fun." 
Like it's, <laughs> it's like, I think that's one of the things that we kind of run the risk of there's, so there's people at your church or at my church or at everyone's church who love the worship band, right? Yeah. You, you can do anything. You can pick any songs off the top 50 CCLI, put them on a set list and do yeah. them. And those people are going to be freaking out and love it. Like, oh, I love my church. I love my band. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. Those aren't the people that I even begin to think about when I'm crafting the set. Yeah. I, th- I think about the people who a maybe don't like music or don't know what's about to happen or they're kind of, you know, the, yeah. I, I know plenty of people who show up to their church 25 minutes late cause they're interested in the, <laughs> in the talk. Right. Right. And the, those are, those are the people that I, I can relate to when I'm in the middle mm-hmm. of a worship set going, oh, this really isn't interesting. It musically is yeah. not interesting. The content, it's kind of, it's kind of repetitive. It's a little like, I'm just not, in, I'm not bought in and I love music. I love songs. I love worshiping. Uh, uh yeah. you know, so for me, I'm kind of thinking about the, the, and not the furthest, furthest people. Cause I think that there's a lot that needs to happen in a God transaction with them to get them bought in. So I'm not trying to get yeah. like every single hundred percent, but I'm, I'm looking at that yeah. mid, that mid category of that 30, 40% of the people who can kind of take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. And those people are my mission. And I yeah. want those people to walk away going, that was really good. Like I, that unexpectedly I engaged. And so, yeah. and I think a lot of times it's just, it's boring. And then when it comes time to, the song's over and then the worship leader says something, what they say is boring <laughs> and it's completely the same <laughs> thing we said last week. Right. Right. Like, and so, um, I know like one of our friends, uh, Todd is Charlie Hall and he's uh, just yeah. has been someone who shaped me as a worship leader and a songwriter for, mm-hmm. um, from way, way back in the day. But he, he was telling me at one point, like, it's like, man, I just, I take my filter kind of off um, because I want to just say what pops into my mind when I'm, when I'm leading. And a lot of times yeah. it's just kind of silly almost, but, but that's fine. Cause that's who I am. And people walk away having seen kind of in my head and in my heart. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's that good. like, especially in the environments that you and I have come from, they're very like evaluative I- environments. And so yeah. like you, you almost play defense on yourself before you say something going, wait, if I say this, then they're going to say, and then the pastor's going to say, or the, the you know, SPD team's going to, and I think that there's a, there's a healthy and holy disregard of some of that. Yeah. And to, to stand before people and just be yourself, let God use kind of his presence in you to matter. Yeah. And, wow. and it, it there's no way because God is always at work in you. There's no way that that can be the same thing every week. If sure. it is, you're not being truthful. And yeah. so like, man, stand before people and, and, and make it matter, make it interesting, say something that only you can say in that moment because of what God's doing in your life. That's and huge. if it's something that's not awesome, I mean, the pastor at, at our church in Franklin, I just, I love it. Cause just a few, you know, a few weeks ago, he just said, Hey, this, this stint of time was a really tough time for my marriage. Like we were really struggling. And I just think a yeah. lot of pastors don't say that. And I think it's really cool. And that yeah. landed with some people probably more than anything else he said in the talk or the sermon. And yeah, cause they could relate point, to him. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, Hey, that, that guy struggled with his marriage and he's, he's like crazy yeah. in love with Jesus. Yeah. And so 
be a person. Don't be a worship leader. And I think the more that you do that, the less you run the risk yeah. of doing what I've done in, in life in a real harmful way is finding my identity in the worship leader guy role. Yeah. And the more that you just stand before people and be a person um, who has your, your own relationship and amazing times with the Lord and your own struggles and your own failures, yeah. be that person and bring all of that person to, uh, to that role. I think that, that's that's a way that you can do what we're talking about and it has nothing to do with songwriting it has nothing to do with set list or song choice it just yeah. has to do with bringing your whole heart to the table man that's, that could be the main thrust of this interview there's been really great things we've talked about but what you just said is huge that we don't have to get our act together to lead worship and if we if we think we're trying to put on our best clothes and you know, have it all together, then we're ultimately not going to reach the people we're in front of because no one has it all together. <laughs> so, Dude, you're so right, man. Golly. Well, man, um, just, I mean, we've both, gosh, we've led for a bunch of years. We've been, you know, in life for a lot of years. Just for worship leaders out there listening, if you're talking to younger Steve Fee and, you know, you're going back to coming out of Lee University and <laughs> what are what are just a wow. couple nuggets you'd, you'd pass on to yourself and say, hey, pay attention to this, remember this. I'd say don't or, highlight you your know, hair, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. We all you did that, like though. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it was a phase. Yeah. <laughs> man, man, I think um, a couple of things that I think I briefly mentioned before is the relationship with authority. So yeah. I think that you're right. Like your assessment was like, there, there has always been something in me that has been like, the the push against the status quo, let's not make this mediocre, let's make it awesome, let's go for it. And I think that's that's really good. And it's I feel yeah. like it's one of the it's just it's from the Lord. It's how he, he he made me and there's plenty of people listening that you totally relate to that. Yeah. There's also a bunch of people listening who are complete like rule followers and that's totally cool too and we need you. Um but yeah. the folks that, that can relate with me going, this can be better, I I, I want to push, I wanna uh, I want to disrupt um, you've got to find a way to do that, but still in the context of honoring authority. And mm, man, that good. was a massive blind side of mine as a younger worship right. leader, um, right. was just like, Hey, I believe in what I believe in what I believe in so much that it doesn't matter if I'm kind of ticking everyone else off because I, I, I feel like this is from God. I feel like I'm right. I feel like this is going to work. And all of that may be true, but it can, it, it can't come to full fruition if it's not still under the mantle and with the blessing of authority. That's and really, so yeah. the, the more that, that you can be someone who, who serves well in your role, I feel like you, you kind of gain, you gain the chips to be able to do that little by little. So I think yeah. being, being, uh, under authority and, and being in that and, and valuing that and doing it well is huge. Um, I could have yeah. gained a lot as a, a younger worship leader, younger kid out of, out of college hearing sure. that. And I probably did hear that and didn't care to be honest. <laughs> <Okay>. Um, <laughs> so I hope you care <laughs> when you hear it's it because right. it's really, really, really helpful. Um, I, I did kind of lose my identity as Steve, the, the totally flawed human who's just loved by God. Um, and I, I began to enjoy 
music and concerts um, and success more than I just enjoyed God. Um, And that's just me being honest with, with my, with my life. And that led me into a whole bunch of trouble. Um, And I just don't, I don't, I don't want that um, for other people. And um, at the end of the day, you could lead worship or you could sell stocks or you could be a doctor or you could fix air conditioners. You're, you were created to just enjoy God. So enjoy God. And then when you go to the stage and you sing about God, your enjoyment of him will be undeniable and not manufactured. Wow. And so that, that, that for me would be a, just a massive, massive landing point of just spend your life enjoying God and what you do out of that will blow your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm sitting here listening to all this and we've got so many memories and I'm getting emotional because it's like, it really is all about Jesus and his power yeah. to redeem and restore. And, um, yeah, sorry. We've, we've seen so much together. And, yeah, dude. Um, I just, I'd hear you now and I'm like, God, this is so good. I want every leader out there to know that the prize is Jesus. The prize isn't a name. The prize isn't how many records you sell, how many songs you write. Yeah. Um, the prize really is him. And I'm listening to these things you're saying, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, God. Like, you have used Steve right now in this podcast interview to help so many leaders and so many teams. And God has just given you this gift to understand so much, Steve, about leadership. And I just want to say I love you. and. Gosh, it's just cool to be on this side of um, so much that we've all lived and we've all had our ups and downs in life, but at the end, be able to stand on a stage and say, you know what, none of us are perfect, but God is God and he's a redeemer. He makes all things new. And the song we sing is that song. (laughs) So it's a loud song. It's a right song, you know, anyway. Yeah. Dude, I love you so much, Todd. And it, it really is. It's nuts that just thinking back and I look, I I know that you spent this podcast asking me questions and I I mean, (laughs) the same, the same needs to happen with you just because of of how, how much you've shaped um, me and our church culture. And even now with all these worship leaders, so dude, I just love you so, so, so much. And thanks for, for letting me um, on this thing, dude. Man, thank you. It's been a blessing to have you. Hey, would you pray us out? Just uh, pray for everybody listening, and then we'll absolutely dial out. Jesus, yep. we uh, we just love you, and um, man, I just as we're thinking about, I'm thinking about my past, um, how you've just been so so good, um, just in with all my failures, with all the things that derailed me, um, but you're you're, you're always there waiting for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, to just be fully found in you. Uh, God, I pray more than anything right now for everyone listening um, that we would find all of who we are and all of our enjoyment in you, that you would, um, you would blow our minds. And because of that, we can stand in front of people and just simply paint an incredible picture of an incredible God uh, because of what Mm -hmm. you've done for us, Jesus. Uh, We thank you for your, your mercy that just never goes away. Um, it's pretty yeah. ridiculous. Thank you. We love yeah. you. Um, I pray that everyone joined in 
in this moment, listening to this, this podcast, uh, would just get a real, real huge sense of, uh, of how much you love them. Um, and how perfect we can mm-hmm. be in you. Yeah. Um, we love you, Jesus. Always. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening today. And we want you to remember that as you lead, we stand with you. There are thousands in the kingdom united with you to bring the message of hope in Christ as you lead week after week. We'll see you next time.